escape from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the usual podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy, and I love the little pregnant pause you had there, because yeah. what does it say in our show notes? Well, you already wrote first tangent, and there's three lines into our show notes, so please, tangent away. I would just like to say that no matter how much crap I've given you today, which has been a lot. That's a lot. It's National Best Friends Day. Aw. And I love you, my friend. Oh, that's nice, buddy. Right back at you. Hashtag National Best Friends Day. Hashtag- is, that, is that actually a thing? Yes. Oh, well, here we are, making it sappy to start the show, but I like it. Okay, that's too much. So we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What are you drinking, dude? Um, I had a nice blue moon with dinner, and uh, so that's what I had. Yeah. Tonight, I'm drinking what my wife usually gives me for wog night, uh, which is tomorrow night. I decided to break into it early. It is Hop Valley Brewing Company Alpha Centauri. It's an Imperial IPA. It's about 9%. The issue is... um, that usually puts me to sleep at the end of Wog Night. So let's <laughs> yeah, make, makes you fall asleep in elevator shafts. Yeah, let's not make this too long of a show because I might pass on. But anyway, here we are. Um, anyway, dude, so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play and all those other places. So give us a like. Give us a share. And all that. Stars. Stars are good. I like stars. Stars are good. As always, we have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a Sword Tour fan and you're not watching live, thanks to everybody in the chat room who is doing so, we will do our darndest, our absolute darndest, to keep track of the chat. I'm bad at it. That's Will's job. And um, might as well just you know throw it out here now yeah. that uh, I'm going out of town for a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will still be recording, but I will be on remote location. Yeah, back to the old school days, dude. Old school days. It's weird. We had our hundred, <laughs> we had our one hundredth episode where we recapped how we started the show. We never really mentioned like all of the weird technical things that we were doing. Yeah, when the show first started, my equipment basically consisted of my laptop, my iP- my iPhone headphones, right, my RV, right, in a fraternity parking lot. Yeah, and that went on for a while. But anyway, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, we're gonna get some guests on hopefully next week as well, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer, man. I mean, it's easy to record remotely. It's 2017 after all. Uh, it is nice though, kind of hanging out, sharing office with you. Yeah, it is nice. Uh, I, I won't be able to do this anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. Nobody wants to see that anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into Star Wars: The Old Republic, dude. Unless you have any other housekeeping thingies to do. Nope. To talk about. That's it. I lost my bumpers. They're gone. Well, here they are. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Really? I was off camera. That time. All right, anyway, so weekend game, dude. What did you do in Star Wars Yoda Public, my friend? Well, like I said last week, I was going to be playing while I, the kids took their SATs on Saturday. Got that go. And I did. Yeah. And Success. I, yeah, you know what I did? 
I ran the Battle of Ilum with my consular, y'all. CXP four. What? What? Four. Four. Life. I'm my consular. You're killing it. Killing it, y'all. <laughs> anyway, well, that's you're not making much progress, but at least you're playing. I am, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow being the last day of work for a while, and I can play. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. last day of work. I'm excited about that. Yeah, same, same here, dude. I played actually on and off uh, the beginning of the week, but last Friday we did uh, Wog. I heard some weird. Um, are you doing some weird? Can you stop? Whatever you're doing. Sorry, you're killing me right now. <laughs> you understand? Oh my god, there's people watching and they're like, what's he talking about? Well, Will is messing with the chair. That's Sorry. what's happening. Anyway, so Wog, uh, we did Ravagers. Ravagers wow. is difficult. I've never ran Ravagers. We only had like maybe three or four wipes. Really? We were, we did the entire op that night. Nice. Yeah, we Wog is Wog stepping it up. I'll just be honest. Is Wog no longer Wog? No, we still are, but we had we had some moments. <laughs> but we did we did really well. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad I'm glad we got to do that. And I did some heroics, which I didn't spell right in the show notes. Um uh, I did some heroics uh just for CXP, just randomly on my on my main. I'm up to 140 something, I think. Something wow. like that. So I'm getting up there. I'm excited. So Very it is cool. what it is. Uh hopefully, like I say, uh I'm done with work as of tomorrow, so I am ready, 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 ready to play more Swotor and do some more writing and, and not go to work every day. Yeah, Summer of Sortor, which uh, we talked about a little bit last week, yes, which would be good. All right, man. So let's talk about a little news. Um, there's some stuff in here. Uh, and this is basically piggybacking. Last week, we talked about the roadmap. Yes, we did. And there's a thread um, after that post. And there's a bunch of little things I'm just going to bring up here that were responded to by the devs. And the first one is from Keith. Um, and people were saying, uh, remember we talked about last week about the legacy perk that you can purchase to get the CXP bonus for your alts. Yes. Right? Which is exciting. And this person's not very happy if it costs something. So Keith says, you'll be able to buy a full set of legacy gear for your alts, including bonus, weapons, earpiece, relics, implants, etc. And basically to set expectations, he's saying, yeah, it's not going to be free. The 25% command rank perk's not going to be free. Um, you don't need to buy it since it's legacy wide. Um, it'll be a one-time purchase, uh, credits or cartel points or cartel, cartel coins, points. not points. And, um, and it's going to be worth it. I mean, think about it. One-time purchase. I mean, credits are really easy to acquire in this game. And if you are a subscriber and you have a, um, you know, an authenticator or link to your account, you get cartel coins every month anyway. So I think it'd be worth it. Uh, and some people, he says, uh, I do realize those people that play on multiple servers will need to buy transfer tunes, etc., which is how they expect us to do it. So, you know, you can get your legacy transferred to other tunes, other, other servers easily enough, especially since they haven't hiked up the cost of, uh, server transfers. So it should be fun. Fine. Thoughts on that? I'm oh. sorry. I can't stop yawning. I just want you to yawn again. I mean, am I boring you? No. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, dude. It's okay. Breathe, Zen, Resen, Resen. Okay. All right. So, um, no, I think that's cool. And, uh, you know, every, it's a game. Everything costs money. <laughs> I don't think I could have said it better myself. Deal with it. Everything costs money. Even if you play mobile games, they're going to try to hit you up. I know. You know, a couple bucks here and there. They're called, and actually, this is actually a business model now. And they're called microtransactions. Yeah, microtransactions. Yes. 
All right, so uh, what else is uh, on the dev uh, tracker? <clears throat> Welcome to video games. All right, so Eric Mostigo posted. Um, he said there was a thread going about people talking about server merges, and he removed it. And he said it was removed because of num- numerous rule violations, but he opened a new one. And he said, um, we don't, he says, he's remaking the thread to make that the central discussion. He said, although we don't have anything to discuss right now on this topic, we want to get, uh, to continue to get your feedback and thoughts on it. A few reminders, discussion of moderation is not permitted and please remain respectful of others, etc. So, and no personal tax. And from what I understand, there's a follow up to this post. He said, thank you for the constructive criticism. Keep it coming, but people haven't been violating the, the, stuff this time which is nice good and seriously you know when it comes to being nice just, what do you sorry go seriously ahead. just you know it's funny every yeah. every show uh chris hardwick ends at midnight with yeah. and god damn it be nice to everybody yeah i like that i watched that last night by the way wow. uh i know weird so real quick though um what do you think of the server merges people were saying there's a lot of discussion on server merges and part of the reason um well, I don't know if I want to get into it, but server merges. For me, it honestly doesn't matter because it really, server merges really just bring up populations, which is what you right. need for doing PvP and all that stuff. And I don't really normally do that outside that's of walk. So it doesn't affect me all that much. I gotcha. Yeah. And I think that's a debate. It's the debate between, uh, PvP, um, RP. Do we keep those things separate? Now that we have the phases for PvP and PvE, that doesn't matter as much. But then there's the RP. Should we keep it separate? But also server transfers are so cheap. People, I mean, naturally you would think that would happen by itself but right. again it's not free if it was free we'd all be on one server and they can shut the other servers down we'd be done right right <laughs> but i think the fear is if they made it free that would happen they wouldn't be able to sustain it maybe i don't know yeah having us all on one server would be kind of rough i believe it. i believe that as well so charles boyd said um this is oh what are we talking about Oop, i missed my my note oh mail f- uh, so companions coming back and there was somebody asking about male force users coming back, um, companions. And there really isn't any that came back. No. And well, Gustano's been back for a while, but come on, bro. Not really a force user. He's a joke, but I love him. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the shiny man. Yeah. Uh, so Charles Boyd said, this has been on my mind a lot. It's definitely a huge oversight that I want to fix along with all the other characters that are still missing. If folks want to share more of what they'd like to see from a character uh, like this, we're all ears. I have a link in the show notes. Um, you know, these threads are just ongoing. So get in there and give your two two cents. There was a brief follow-up to this one, I think, today or yesterday. Yeah, today. And it, <laughs> Charles Boyd said, The love for Scourge and Arkin is noted and appreciated. In terms of new characters versus returning ones, the team is 100% prioritizing returning characters for the time being. Um, which doesn't, which he goes on to say, doesn't rest necessarily say there's not gonna be anybody new but he's just trying to get they're trying to get the old ones back before that. right because we went through a run of like four or five new characters that were all new yeah exactly and uh, everyone's still clamoring for mako right which we all want mako uh so is that inappropriate okay so moving on keith also said so there's that legacy perk that's coming with 120 130 percent uh speeder I like this one. I think this is really interesting. Somebody says, uh, Keith, I'm curious, not sure if you've thought about it or if it was brought up uh, when the legacy perks available to increase amounts behind, beyond 110, is it going to affect rocket boost or it's going to stay at 110? Ooh. Because rocket boost you can use over and over and over again as long as it's off cooldown, right? Right. Anywhere, right? 
And so Keith says, I was curious too. So I checked with this and I found Rocket Boost. Rocket Boost um, works on different on a different system and won't benefit from the boost. Okay. Basically, the boosts ignore the boots. I keep saying boost. Boots ignore areas that were typically cannot use a mount. So for now, they're not going to extend it to the perk. It makes sense. If you're in a cave but that you can't hand, mount on. But on the other hand, it is included in your random mounts if you toggle it on. It is, but I'm with you. It is included there, but you can use it anytime whether right. you can use a mount or not. So I think they're trying to strike a happy medium there maybe. Yeah. I don't know, something like they don't want to make it where you can run past mobs in without getting knocked off your boots. I agree. Um, so flashpoints. I thought this was cool. Uh, somebody was asking if the new flashpoint is going to have a story mode. Sorry. It's going to have a story mode. So everyone will be able to continue the story because he's basically saying like, not everybody can do flashpoints with the group. And right. so we'll have a story mode, solo mode, that kind of thing. And Keith says the, the flashpoint because this is the one we're talking about um, in the next expansion or the next update that's expanding the story. That's the Sisters of whatever expansion. No, that's the op. This is the attack on, what is it, the Battle of, up. Uh, what is it? No, I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Well, it does matter, but it's fine. But basically what it says is this next flashpoint will have a solo story mode, veteran, master, and master mode. In fact, he says, any new flashpoints will have all three modes. Which okay. is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is good. Um, and PvP on IOCAT. Somebody was talking about that today. And he says that somebody was saying, you know, there's no PvP going on on IOCAT, even though in all the promotions that was happening. And Charles also jumped in on this. And he said, you're right. Our goal was absolutely to encourage open world PvP on IOCAT. And one of our main motivations for including stuff like playable vehicles and op bosses and player loot was to make PvP. PvP on IOCath, unique and interesting experience. Um, it just doesn't have, seem to have grabbed people's interest, he says. <laughs> and Fair he doesn't enough. think that forcing players to participate in PvP is the answer. Um, I agree. And Sword Tour is just not that kind of game. And obviously keep the feedback coming, but yeah, I mean, I, that was one of the things I didn't like about the Gree event was being forced into PvP to do those PvE objectives. And the PvP people probably were thinking the same thing, but, well, probably not. But the, the bottom line is, I just think, I don't know. People are either going to do it or they don't. I mean, we had Outlaws Den for how long and people didn't use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can still just run through there without even being harassed. Exactly. Uh, alright, man. So, one more thing. A couple more things, actually. Um, somebody was, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll bring this one up. It just had to do with, uh, somebody saying like, you know, these posts seem kind of scripted and the outline makes you guys seem like you don't really care blah, blah, blah about the classes. And he's like, you know, some things do sound scripted because of the way they're written and the process of getting it published and stuff. Right, but, right, right. you know, it is what it is. And that has to do with ca- class balance and stuff. Uh, there was some issue, and I didn't follow up all the way with this because I didn't... So some of those packs are back from the first Nightlife, nightlife event. Oh, really? Um, the, the packs that were available during the first couple of them are there, I think. And I looked through some of them the other day, and they were all just old stuff, but... You know, if you get them, then that's one of those things that is so rare. You can get it, buy, hang on to it, and sell it later, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but there was a discrepancy with pricing, and I don't 100% know what happened, but there was a thread on there that said – there was one post by Eric saying, we're going to fix it in the next 30 minutes, and someone's like, 
well, I should buy a bunch then because I think the price was a lot lower than it should have been. Right. And so hopefully they did and they make money from it. So more power to them. More power to you. And last thing, class changes. This is the big one. Class changes are coming and they started a thread for um, a couple of them already. And this is Eric saying, as, as Keith mentioned in the roadmap, they're starting the process of having a weekly discussion threads here on the forums. Um, and the first topic, uh, class changes coming with 5.3. And really they're saying that each, the following is each class discipline we're currently looking into changing by Friday, which is tomorrow as we're recording this, we'll begin posting in-depth threads. Uh, I think they posted one already actually, but basically it's Sork and Sage, uh, uh, PT and Vanguard, Assassin Shadow, Sniper, Gunslinger, Merc, and Commando. But there's uh, specific ones um, underneath that that they're looking at. Um, so check out the link in the show notes. But what he's saying is, um, you'll obviously have a number of questions, and here's a few that might be on your mind. Why are these disciplines being looked at for changes? And he says, between data and player feedback, these are the disciplines that appear in the most need of change. Makes sense. And he says, what about the missing ones? Um, doesn't mean those won't be getting changes, but they're not a priority. They're just not at the top of the list, and they're not as big, yeah, like you said, higher priority as the other ones. Um, and when we'll get the detailed breakdown, breakdown of it, and that's happening here pretty quick. So that's good. Cool. Um, I, we know we never get really big into uh, class changes and stuff like that, but I'm glad it's happening. And as this other post I have in here, it's only a start, so don't get mad. People are like, you only gave us this one. And it's just like, guys, Ew. it's going to be okay. It's 5.3. It's not for a bit. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. One positive note? Positive note. Remember that event that happened over the weekend? Yeah, play to give. Yeah, dude, it happened. We did it. We won. Nice. So there were enough of, there was, they surpassed the 1 million group activities during EA's play to give weekend. And if you participated in that or logged in during that weekend, you get not only the Galactic Defender uh, title, but you also get the, the pet as well. And I already logged in and got it. The pet's adorable. It's red. Uh, I get it on my counselor. The one you're just uh, slowly CXP moving. CXP to four. Okay, CXP four. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I love the increased communication, and yeah, they're and much I, better at it. And I think Keith Musco, Charles. I mean, these guys have really been making an effort. And going into summer, it's important because you know a lot of us have more time to play. You know, and the fact that they're gonna be working on this, and we have more events and stuff like that, I think is really important. Any other thoughts? No, I concur. Um, I think just the dynamic that they have going right now in the community group is is really good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, dude, shall we uh, move on to Star Wars? I mean, do you want to or should we just linger awkwardly? I was going to start singing the uh, Don't sing, please. Cranberry song, but no. What cranberry song? Linger. Oh. You have to let it linger. Okay, moving on. I was raised to do one thing. I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. So can I tangent? Absolutely. We haven't even started the section, but I'm a tangent while I change this thing. So I've been watching The Force Awakens lately. Uh, like three times this week. Yes, I watched it three times this week. 
I showed at the end of the year to my students. I was the same I did last year. It's my quote unquote final exam. Final. Well, I teach mostly seniors and they did their presentations last week. Excuse me. The bottom line is though, um, I love that movie. It's a good movie. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. So let's get to <laughs> no more than that. I, I really do. That movie is, is quite special and I'm really excited. So what I did was I showed the movie and then I showed the, um, the trailer to the last Jedi after. So the kids then get excited. Right, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's coming up soon. So I'm pumped for last Jedi, which we have some news about in a minute. If we ever get there, let's get there. You stopped going off on tangents. Jeez. Okay. So something was stolen from Rancho Obi-Wan. And remember a few years ago, I told you at, at, um, Comic-Con, I kind of stalked Steve Sansweet a little bit. Right. I remember. And, you know, shook his hand, said hello, but he has the largest collection of Star Wars, uh, collectibles, basically. And most valuable. And most valuable. And apparently, and the article, I, you know, I have a link in the show notes, but, um, they noticed there were several, very high value items that have gone missing. Such as? Um, I don't know if they actually specify because I think the issue is, uh, let me see if they specify. Oh, there's a note in here. It says, uh, Rancho women found that it had been a victim of a major theft that seren- uh, serendipitously took, uh, took place over many months in late 2015 through 2016. There are more than a hundred valuable items stolen. Holy crap. The majority of them vintage U.S. and foreign carded action figures. Many of them rare and imported. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, Most have either been resold or professionally appraised for a total of more than $200,000. Can you say inside job? Yeah, well. And the theft came to light after Philip Wise, a good friend, major collector, and owner of several Star Wars uh, websites, posted news of the theft of his rare prototype rocket-firing Boba Fett. Um, at his, from his Texas warehouse. So apparently it looks like it's, it seems like somebody's going around all these people and stealing stuff. That's weird. Which is, which is weird. But there, any information, of course, that you have on this, um, you know, tell the proper authorities. I mean, please. If you saw something, say something. Yeah. Indeed. All right, man. That's the slogan for public safety in New York City. Public safety in New York City. Here we go. So, uh, just as far as Star Wars books goes, we've been kind of glossing over these things the last few weeks. Uh, there are five Star Wars books to help fans. Uh, this is from StarWars.com. New fans take their first step into a larger world. So there's, <laughs> I love some of these. Uh, it says there's a five minute Star Wars stories. Uh, that's for readers in training. That's a kid's book. And then there's also Star Wars Wild Adventures in Wild Space, Ooh. The Steel, uh, which is for young readers. And then this one we've talked about before. This is uh, Join the Resistance. Right. And that is also for pre, that's for preteens. Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which came out uh, a bit ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. And then Aftermath, of course, which is for adults. Um, but that's, but it's good to kind of. Those first three books are perfect for your girls. Agreed. But what I like about it is they put it into these neat packages. So if you read those five books and you hadn't seen, and then you saw the movies, like you, you'd have a base. Yeah, which you'd is have good. a good base. Yeah. I like that. All right, Han Solo movie stuff. Are you excited about this? I can't tell you. I'm getting more excited about this stuff as we go. Yes, we do. This first thing is there's some set video and there's a new... uh, (laughs) Oh, this is great. Okay, so you know the Scout Troopers? Yes. From uh, episode six. Yes. Right? 
And so apparently the ones that run into trees frequently. Yeah. I should throw this up on the, uh, on, on the side, but, but that's okay. Check this out. It, it's basically got, uh, <laughs> here, I'll throw it up. Is he driving a tractor? Yeah. So obviously they're going to make that a non lame thing. And this is from someone's Instagram, which is probably not good either, but check this out. <laughs> but it's a scout trooper. That's pretty funny. But it's weird how they make these things, right? Look at this. It looks terrible. Doesn't it look terrible? <laughs> no, because, I mean, well, that's the that's the prop car, right? And so right. it's probably a certain color so they can CGI it to whatever they want. No, no, of course. And I'm then the car saying. on the side is the one filming. No, I... Seriously? I get what's going on. I'm just... <laughs> well, he's leaving. Sounds good. Okay. Anyway, uh, so there's going <laughs> to... So there's going to be scout troopers, which is, which is cool, which also makes sense because this is young Han Solo and the scout troopers, obviously, we ran into in episode six. Right. But, you know, I think it's cool. I feel like you are not happy with this. What's happening right now? All right, let's move on to the next thing, dude. Uh, the next thing we have. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Thandy Newton talks about the, about the Star Wars spinoff movie. Sorry, so guys. Thandy Newton, um, she is the, um, her name just, the, the character's name just flew out of my head from Westworld. Yeah, she's from Westworld. She was also in Mission Impossible 2. Right. She's been in quite a few things. Right. Uh, and so she almost got caught saying a bunch of stuff, but then she stopped. I really hope she's Santa Solo. I kind of I think hope she's so a little too. old to be Santa Solo, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I agree. Oops, I messed up my thing. Hold on. Let me yeah, you did. So this says, Thandie Newt was speaking to the rap and managed to stay secretive as Lucasfilm prefers it when it comes to Star Wars, obviously. Um, she says, it's fantastic. I'm loving it. Uh, she wrote about the London-based production of the film. It's different. Um, it's different from anything else I've ever done or am doing, which is cool. Wow. And when pressed for specifics, she says, I can't tell you it's just different, okay? It's just really different. And what's, what's interesting about that is, like, you, I, I can see someone saying that about, um, something that's really, actually different but how is this han solo movie different than any of the star wars stuff you know what i'm saying well it said anything different from what she's done she did westworld bro she did but that's That's about as different as it gets well this is different from that i hate you i think we're i think we're arguing over the word different what i'm saying is different yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway dude i just actually you know it's it's interesting you know talking about uh you know ndas and not saying much and everything right when we get down into the um, the usual roundup and we start talking about Justice League, a couple of little bits came out uh, yesterday or today um, that two different people said didn't say anything, but it's the way they didn't say anything that it combined to make news. See, I was hoping that Thandie Newton would like, since she's new to the franchise, to be like, "Oh, I'm actually playing this character." Damn it, I shouldn't have said that. But sadly, it's just like it's different. I can't tell you it's different and. I don't know, man. I, I like to look at the cast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And seeing The Force Awakens so many times in the last few days, um, I miss Han. Yeah. And we'll kind of see how it goes uh, in the prequel or in the Star Wars story, I guess what I should say. Yeah. Right? Um, one more sneaky peek. 
at the Han Solo movie. I'm going to put this up in the chat, too, real quick. Yeah, it says that set photo hints at Han's home. I'm guessing this is on Corellia. Mm, well, hold on. Let me see if I can get it up there. Because they confirmed that Corellia is going to be in the movie. Right. So check this out. This says, um, I don't know if you guys can that see that picture. Look like Corellia. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so this says, a new set photo, uh, significant Star Wars location will be featured in the film. Uh, Han Solo Star Wars Story is currently filming on the island of, oh, how would I say that? Fruitaventura? One of Can- uh, Canary Islands off the coast of Spain. Canary. Canary. A new set photo uncovered by the Spanish outlet, uh, I don't even know what that is. A series of abandoned huts and other junkyard-like gear set up on the island's beach. While it's unclear exactly what planet this is set, uh, this set is supposed to represent, um, this outlet seems to believe it's the, it's Han's home planet of Corellia. Uh, the transfer, the translation of the speculation is as follows. The home of Han Solo emerges from the white sand of the Jandia Natural Park. The inhabitants of this place of the planet Corellia live in some damaged igloos and under the remains of ships and other intergalactic scrap. Although, uh, if you look at the, if the game Swotor is any that's my issue they have different areas that you have to take a train to mm-hmm. a hover train and so there are going to be wastelands like that outside the areas yeah that makes sense I, I just kind of I imagine Corellia less Tatooine with an ocean and more skyscrapers falling I just I'm, I'm too used to the older public I guess is what I'm saying right you're, you're imagining more terrace and less yeah terrace with Large, taller buildings, I guess. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I don't know. This is interesting. Um, I can't wait to see how Rahansala lived and where he grew up. I'm know, more. Right? I'm getting more excited about this movie than I thought I would. Cool. Honestly. All right. So what do we have for Last Jedi? You have nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do, what do we have here? Is this yours or mine? Yours. Oh, this is cool. So there is some classic Star Wars characters that are getting updates for The Last Jedi. And one of the things I've been seeing a lot lately are the, the Imperial Guard. The, imp- the Royal Guard. Yeah. So check this out. I keep taking this away, but then I keep wanting to put it back up. Check that this out. That is a really cool weapon. Yeah. Right. It's like a big giant halberd. Uh, so it says uh, Star Wars films have no shortage of graded designs. Um, and so this is basically what we're looking at here. Editor-in-Chief Jason Ward says they chose that specific guard to render to show how different they are from the Royal Guard. And the uh, drawing also reveals the character's weapon, which is an energy blade jetting out along the edge. Oh, it's badass. And if you notice, the the, the uh, outfit is much more form-fitting than the loose robes that the Imperial Guard wore. Indeed. It means they're going to be doing some sick flips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of body movement. What's the other line? Sick flips and... I don't remember what it is. And six... I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, So, the release date, as usually happens, is getting changed in the UK for The Last Jedi. Yeah. By one whole day. One day. And I think... Is this... We had some debate about this with The Force Awakens. Is it because they're ahead of us in time? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't know how time works. But the bottom line is, it's coming out December 14th instead of December 15th. Uh, So... I would say on December 14th, uh, United States peeps, just, you know, avoid the internet. Or take a flight to London. Or let's all go to London. We're not going to London. I was going to start singing London Calling by, uh, <laughs> screw it. 
right. Um, we also uh, have some news from uh, episode nine, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it looks like Colin Trevorrow is going to be making episode nine without any Carrie Fisher stuff. Well, this is him talking about making the movie without Carrie Fisher. So just a really quick thing. He says, um, she was a major character. That's not a secret. She really was. Trevorrow said to Cinema Blend. And um, it was extremely sad for all of us, mostly just because she was so loved by the Star Wars family and everyone that worked for her. I believe, um, like, our opinions are limited mostly by ourselves in that there is only certain things that we are willing to do. But I can guarantee it will be handled with love and respect and all the soul that Carrie Fisher deserves. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I and we. I mean, spe- it's not like we, he was going to come out and say, we're going to treat her like trash and... No, but we speculated enough to to be like, you know, they could pull it off CG. They could do this other things, but right. what I what I been I've been thinking about more and more, and and it's hard actually. I I almost mentioned this to the students today too. In episode eight, when she appears on the screen, I I don't imagine a standing ovation, but there will be cheering. Um, oh, definitely when she hits the screen. But in episode nine, I've been thinking more and more, and. Uh, an easy way to write her out is to say, you know, something happened to her and then start the film maybe with a funeral um, or something like that or a service of some sort uh, for Carrie. Put for, it crawl. You could do that, but I think it'd be nice to show the characters reacting. No, 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 no I'm saying put it in the crawl and then. Yeah. And then say, yeah. you know, you know. It's a funeral. Yeah. I, I like that. At the end of the crawl, tragic. Something happened to, um, I keep wanting to say Carrie Fisher because it really did, uh, but to Princess Leia and then start the film off with that. I, I don't know. I, with, with a funeral pyre. Exactly. Go, go, go the way of Vader and, um, and all that. I think that's, and yeah. yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, so I've been thinking about it a lot lately, but mostly because a lot of my students who were actually bummed that she died, like I'm showing the movie and every time she's on the screen, they're like, Oh, yeah. You know. All right. Episode nine, what else we have? Um, obviously, and this is the same conversation. Colin Trevorrow basically says there will be a very satisfying trilogy ending to this one, which I would hope so. I mean, that's yeah, but you know, why do you think he's saying that though? Any ideas? Well, I think it's to, to actually to confirm the whole idea that it is a trilogy. Yeah. It's not like you, know, cause you know, they're going to be making more movies past it. And they're just saying this is a standalone trilogy. This right. is going to end. And there's going to be closure to the to the Skywalker saga. Exactly, and I think that's important, man. Because I mean, really, what it comes down to is there's a lot of these franchises that they end it on some sort of cliff cliffhanger. They don't close it up, right? And then what it comes down to is then they don't get renewed or they don't do another movie. Exactly. And there's no closure. Yeah, Star Wars fans aren't going to deal with that. No, they won't. <laughs> um. So real quick, game news: Battlefront Two. There's a demo over at EA Play. Uh, that's going to have a multiplayer battle on Naboo. And evidently it's going to take place in the city of Theed. Ah, that's cool, dude. And that's, I just, I keep seeing advertising for it. I think it's going to be cool. So that is cool. Again, I'm willing to check it out, but I, you know, I, I may not pick the game up, but we'll see. Merchandise. Oh, I did not see this first bit of news. Oh, please tell me about gonna it. You're going to love it. I'll give it to the chat too, since there's all of two of you over there. Here, check this out. All right. So check this out. The first round of Funko exclusives for Star Wars have come up. Check these out. So we have over here, we have Bodhi, right, from Rogue One. Right. We have a combat assault tank trooper, okay, from Rogue One as well. 
And then we have, uh, this is my favorite, a six-inch Supreme Leader Snoke glow-in-the-dark. Nice. How sick is that, right? And then they also have a holographic Princess Leia and R2-D2. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That one's personally my favorite. So the way they do exclusives at Comic-Con, which I'll talk more about later, uh, especially with Funko, you go to the sales pavilion, you hope to get into a lottery to get a ticket, to get in line. It's a whole thing. (laughs) It's madness. But... Or you could just buy it for four times the price of the vendors later in the weekend. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, speaking of merchandise, you'll love this one, too. I don't know if there's a picture of this one, actually. Oh, I've, se- I've, I've heard about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of a the picture. crawl on a shawl. Yeah, crawl. <laughs> it's a scarf <laughs> with the crawl on it, right? That's Yeah, bad. so we just should call it the crawl on the shawl. Crawl on a shawl. That's cool, right? Yeah, I, seriously, that would be awesome. Yeah. If, if I were dating somebody right now, I'd get that for her. Yeah, get it for him. Or her. Whatever. Last thing here. Um, we talked last week about this pinball dealie, and I didn't have a picture or anything. Now they've got pictures. Check this out. That Tell looks me cool. that doesn't look cool. Let me get the... Oh, I thought there was another one down there. So there's an update to it. It says, last week we reported the new uh, Stern pinball was producing a 40th anniversary. And it says... Um, it's no, gonna, there is a slideshow, I think. There are different pictures. Yeah, I think so, too. But I was going to try to find the price. First off, there will be three models available. The Pro, which goes for $61.99. The Premium, which goes for $78.99. And the Limited Edition, which is $89.99. And no, I'm talking about $6,899. I was just about to ask. Because <laughs> if I can get that for $70, bucks, it would be sitting here right now. We'd be playing it, not podcasting. Absolutely. We'd be <laughs> streaming us playing. Right. Uh, but that, that's cool, man. I I just would love to own one. I just don't have $7,000 to throw at something like that. Not so much. Sadly, we don't have any parks news this week. It always bones me out when we don't have parks news. I know, right? Because I love talking about parks. But it is what it is. Should we get to the usual roundup? Word. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, real reviews, man. I'm going to let you uh, start this off. So we have some TV news. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start off with the Game of Thrones? Oh, the Game of Thrones one, yeah. So this one is cool because we've been talking about the spinoffs. We've been doing all this other stuff. So there's a chance that the final season might not air until 2019, which which is fine. Right, yeah. I guess. Um, but there's some news about the spinoff in here. Let me find it. Oh, yeah. The prequel... Probably won't come first. So as of now, the final season could air in 2018 or 2019, depending on our needs. It says, yeah, they have to write the episodes and figure out the production schedule, get a better sense for the writing. And it says, the bar is so high, if you develop one, everything would rest on that one, on that one shot. So it's, uh, it's such a special show. I want to make sure that any prequel feels worthy. So Absolutely. we have some amazing writers who want to take uh, a shot at this. They're also looking at different times in the universe. Um, and all, and all will have different feels. This increases our odds of finding one that's unique. And I think they have to be, they do have to be super careful. If you're a Game of Thrones fan and they put out some crappy prequel spinoff yeah, thing, yeah, you're you going to be bummed. Yeah. You don't want to leave Dra- Game of Thrones and get Dragonheart. <laughs> Good point. Although Dragonheart was entertaining. Yeah, but not it's, great. it's no Game of Thrones. Riverdale news. Yeah. So have, have you finished? Uh, I have not yet, but Skeet Ulrich, who, uh, plays Jughead's father. Uh, he, Who I love. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's actually being up to series regular next year. 
he was almost a regular this year, but yeah, I mean, when you get towards the end, but he there was certain there were episodes where he wasn't showing up at all. But I, I like that he's going to become a regular. I think that he is um, probably integral in, in the story going forward, uh, especially once you get to the end, you'll know. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot wait for season two. I really enjoyed that series a lot, and the wife did too. And anything we watch together, I will continue to watch until we stop watching it together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Cowboy Bebop is getting a live action series, which... What do you think about this? I don't know, man. What's interesting to me is, I think, if my numbers are right, it was 26 episodes was all they ever did. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to try to do kind of a Serenity Firefly thing, where because Cowboy Bebop ended, they're going to try to pick it up there. Um, yeah, or if they're just going to do a whole reboot or what's going on. Right, right, right. So I don't know enough about it. I just, I'm, and on purpose, I don't run and know much about it. I like how it, much you like the show. I really did like the show and I'd like to rewatch it before I find out much else about it only yeah, because it's been first, so long. That was the first anime you tried to get me into. I did because I knew you like it. It's like, it's just, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think they have. Just like going back to what we were talking about with Game of Thrones, they have to be super careful. They have oh, to make absolutely. sure. I mean, they have Cowboy Bebop has a rabid fan base, and well, like, it's like it's like what we saw with the Ghost in the Shell reaction, exactly. And so they just have to be careful. Um, I think if they get the right actor and they pick the right uh, timeline, I guess I should say, um, and the effects aren't cheesy, I think it. I think it'd be good. Cool. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, Leonard Nimoy is getting a documentary. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be uh, airing nationally on PBS. I'm guessing it's going to be part of their Great Expectations series. Oh, you think so? I was wondering about that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll yeah, I don't see. know either. Uh, and so Krypton is going to film where Game of Thrones is filming in Northern Ireland. Okay, I can see that. Um, but not only that, but uh, the, the, uh, the main star has come out and actually given us some information. It looks like it's going to focus on Segel. Mm-hmm. Who is Superman's grandfather? Oh, that's and cool. the whole premise of the show is that the House of El had been like one of the hoity-toity classes in everything, but in this timeline, in this this time frame, uh, they get knocked down for, off their pedestal. Oh, and he basically goes down and lives among the poor masses. Oh, nice. And okay. so we'll see how that affects the House of El. Yeah, I mean. I'm not opposed to. I mean, this is on what sci-fi, right? Yeah, and, and they're basically they're saying that this is a prequel to to Man of Steel in the way that Gotham is a prequel to Batman. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, what's next? Snowpiercer, which was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank with who was in it. It was. Um, um, oh God, this is bugging me. Hang on a second. Okay. Anyway. It says uh, Snowpiercer, which is on TNT, is going to cast uh, Jennifer Connelly to join David. Oh, Diggs. Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Okay. Yeah. So it was a. The whole premise of the movie was that it takes place in the the future. The whole world is like become a nice planet, and uh, the surviving remnants of of humanity are living on trains, and they're circling the Earth. Oh, interesting. And but the thing is, is everyone is separated into classes on the train. Huh. Okay. Right. And so that's what the premise of the original movie was. Um, this show is going to start Jennifer Connelly and she's going to be joining, uh, David Diggs, okay. who played the Thomas Jefferson role in Hamilton. Oh, okay. 
Nice, dude. Uh, all right. A little movie news. I, uh, this okay. Is, this is cool. Did you see this? This is very cool. Um, Rick Moranis, who basically stepped away from acting about 20 years ago, um, is coming back. I didn't realize it had been that long. It's been a long time. He yeah. did some, uh, some country music for a while and then he's just been off the radar. Right. Um, he's coming back and he's coming back to do Strange Brew. Yeah. The McKenzie brothers. Uh, he and, um, Dave Thomas. Yeah. Who played the McKenzie brothers. They're coming together for a one night only performance. Um, to do that, but the thing is, it's going to be bringing back a whole bunch of the SCTV people as well. Yeah, that's so cool. you're talking Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. Um, uh, it's going to be hosted by Martin Short. Yeah, doing a bit is Jiminy Glick. The music world pr- production is going to be done by um, Paul Schaefer. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Very Canadian, but yeah. it's to raise money for uh, uh, for a specific disease that uh, uh, J- Dave Thomas's granddaughter or daughter has. Uh, or something. Daughter or granddaughter, I can't something remember. Like yeah. Um, which is awesome. I love that. Um, I don't know how it's going to be presented though. Is it going to be, uh, like just, I think it's, it's going to be on stage. Oh, really? I think it's the Prince Albert auditorium, which is like the big one in Canada. That's cool. I believe so. I mean, let's, uh, let's open up and find out. Um, I'm going to jump to the next one real quick. Well, really cool. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about it is, uh, I learned about it by listening to Hollywood Babylon this week. I'm not all the way through it. I kept getting sidetracked. And, uh, uh, Ralph Garmer brought up cause he's a huge fan. Yeah. Totally. And the tickets are extremely expensive. They're going to be like $2,500. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's going to be a benefit concert in Toronto. Okay. So I'm guessing Makes it's going to be at the Prince Albert Hall. Um, yeah. So it's going to be July 18th. Um, but all the money goes to, uh, to, to great money. Wow. Um, so, or to, to a great cause. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Uh, and I was going to bring this up because you said that you showed Force Awakens for your, for your final. Right. My senior year in high school for my final in physics, my teacher showed Strange Brew. Oh, that's great. Uh, so the next thing we have here, Fantastic Beast. Uh, there's a casting call out for teenaged Dumbledore, Grindelwald, and Newt Scamander. Uh, you pronounced it correctly. I did. Go me. Uh, so what do you think, dude? Is this like, um, are they going to be doing some flashbacks? Are they going to be, or is this for one of the spinoff things? Or what's the next, do you even know anything about the next movie? Well, the ne- it's going to be, I think, four more movies. Right. Um, and we already know that Dumbledore is going to be being played, I think, by James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Or was it James McAvoy or was it uh, Jude Law? Jude Law. Okay. Um, Grindelwald's already being played by Johnny Depp. And Newt's Commander's played by, um. I'm looking. Yeah. Jude Law, Younger Dumbledore. Right. Um, what's the other one you're trying to figure out? And Newt's Commander is played by. Oh, uh, Letta Lestrange? No. Newt's Commander, the actor is. Oh, uh, I don't know that. He was in, uh, um, Theory of Everything. I don't know the actor's name, bro. Uh, he won an Oscar. Um, regardless. Anyway, no, uh, Letta, um, Lestrange is the person who Newt's commander falls in love with. Got it. Okay. So he's married into the house Lestrange. Mm. And then in also in, in the, in the, uh, the canon, Newt's commander's grandson is who marries Luna Lovegood. Okay. All right. Cool, dude. Cool. Yeah. It looks like, um, wouldn't see any of these younger versions via time. Oh, yeah. It says probably well, just flashbacks is what it's saying. Yeah. Well, cause we're yeah. going to, we're going to need a teenager Newt because it's going to, flashback to when he knew Dumbledore. Right. We're going to need a teenage Dumbledore and a teenage uh, Grindelwald because they meet when mm-hmm. they're kids mm-hmm. and that's when they 
get together and they fall in love, but slash fight, slash whatever. Indeed. All right, man. Rob, uh, Ron Perlman gets dinner with uh, the new Hellboy actor, David Harbour, who I love David Harbour. I mean, he was in uh, Stranger Things, um, and he's just pretty cool. And this says... Uh, <laughs> I loved him because he was in Studio 60 on the... Not Studio He was in the newsroom. Yeah. And he says, David Harbour is such a good dude. Um, I wish him nothing but the best when it comes to retooling of Hellboy. So uh, it sounds like they just grabbed some food and, and hung out a little bit. Which is what happens a lot. I mean, we saw this with Harrison Ford in... Uh... But it's super important, though, because there was so much beef around this movie. You know? Yeah, um, and it's all on the studios, and it has yeah. nothing to do with the actors. And I'm glad the actors are kind of stepping up and saying, okay, let me help you be the next Hellboy instead of being bitter, I'm not still Hellboy, you know? Exactly. So what do you got for Berlanti, dude? Yeah, so this week, actually, it was just today, they announced uh, what their premiere dates and their lineup is going to look like for uh, for this coming fall. Um, the premiere week is going to be October 9th to the 13th, okay. and they're changing around some of the Berlanti uh, lineup. All right. Okay. Um, to kind of fit everything else in. Monday is going to have Supergirl again, but it's going to have the new war, uh, the war show Valor after it. Okay. Um, Tuesday is going to have Flash and Legends again. Good. Um, Wednesday is going to have Riverdale and <laughs> followed by Dynasty. I think pairing in that up with, I think pairing Dynasty, the, up with Riverdale is perfect. It is, but this is where it got interesting because Riverdale was originally on Thursday. Because it took the place of oh, Legends. that's right. And Arrow used to be on Wednesday. That's right. So Arrow did move. We were talking about it staying. Right. Arrow moved because and it's later. Arrow oh. makes sense to pair up with Supernatural. I get it. be a nine instead of eight. Yeah, I don't know. I think Arrow's... this. You think this is going to be Arrow's last season probably, right? I don't. I think it's going to go really? seven. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I think I think the uh, viewership for Arrow is, is, is going down. On, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, no, I mean they, they keep moving it around. It, I keep hearing, you know, some negativity around it. And yeah, stuff. it's it's not as big an issue now as it used to be. You know, even ten years ago, when you wanted to get to five seasons, because then you had syndication, syndication, rights, right, right, and that's like you know, two broke girls has just got canceled because they just finished their sixth season. They're qualified for syndication now, right. so there's that. But now when you have so much with streaming services, it's not as much of an issue because you can stream one season or exactly. two seasons, whatever. That's why I think they're just going to go as long as the story is good. And I yeah. think it's going to go at least six, seven seasons. Yeah. And as long as they're still crossing over and it works exactly. in the universe, they, they feed makes off sense. each other. Um, <sighs> and then Friday is going to be crazy ex-girlfriend with Jane the Virgin. Sounds good. I can't get in a supernatural. Those, those All right. Moving on. Uh, what do we have here for news? Yeah, so there's a little bit of news because uh, there's we're in DCEU, by the way. Yeah, we're we're into DCEU now. Um, you know, we'll get to a little bit about Justice League and they're doing reshoots and everything, but they're basically being hesitant on what they're going to go. Aquaman's already in production. The Flash has had issues, right? Cyber uh, Cyber's had issues, um, all that stuff. So with Joss Whedon signing on for Batgirl. Um, and they haven't officially greenlit Gotham City Sirens to start yet. Right. It looks like the next movies that are going to get greenlit are Justice League Dark. Right. Which is the one that centers around Constantine and Swamp Thing and all. It's basically the, the Justice League Dark, which okay. they just had an anim- animated film come out. And Batgirl are going to be the next two movies that get greenlit for production. Okay. And these make sense because Batgirl's being held, hemmed by Joss Whedon. Joss as well. Whedon. Right. Uh, Justice League Dark is the one that was originally written by Guillermo del Toro, and he's still producing. It was going to be produced by De- or directed by Doug Liman, who oh, just did right. American Made, right? But he signed off 
not on it anymore. So we're, we still don't have a director for that one yet. But those look like the next two that are going to get greenlit. Cool. Um, ton of Wonder Woman stuff. Um, Which, you actually saw the film. I did. I did not. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a couple of action scenes that I thought were a little weird. Yeah. Just like, um, physics wise, like certain movements didn't make sense. Oh, okay. But then it dawned on me that there's a meme that's been going around for a few years now, right? And it shows what's the difference between Marvel and DC, right? right. The Marvel universe is a group of men trying to live in the world of gods. Right. Right. And so everything, the world is based in reality with their, I mean, it's the worlds are fantastical with the movements based in reality. Got it. Right. Because the only God really is Thor. Right. Right. Whereas, like I just recently rewatched the first part of Civil War, and you get that scene where you've got uh, uh, Bucky running from Black Panther, being pursued by Captain America, and they're and they're running hella fast, right? But at some point, uh, Rogers grabs a freaking car because he's like, I can't keep up. Exactly. So then he gets in a car, and then it's like he's on a motorcycle, right? But because they're still men. Yeah, exactly. Right? And by men, I'm saying mankind. I'm not meaning. Men, just men. Men, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. We know what you're saying. Okay. Whereas DC is gods trying to live among men. Interesting. Except for Batman. It's like, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, except for Batman. It's, it's, if you look at the meme, it says- yeah, Aquaman, Flash. They're like, all gods. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or either by birth or by circumstance. Right. And so the one that really got me is there's a fight scene where she really uses the lasso of truth. Right. And the way that the people, the victims, no, I'm not. I'm just saying the way that some of yeah. them move, it's like it doesn't make sense physically. But then I'm like, she's a god. She can do whatever the she, can do whatever she wants. She wants. <laughs> and then when you think about it that way, that they are gods. Right, right. In a world of men, as opposed to men in a, trying to play gods. Right. It's much different. And no, I, was I like, to get over it. I like the, I like that comparison. One day, let's talk more about that one day. Yeah. It's actually, if you look at the meme, it says Marvel. Men yeah. trying to be gods, and then it says Thor, they still haven't found me out. And then it says God's <laughs> trying to be men, and it says Batman, still haven't found me out. Uh, that's funny. All right, so we have box office numbers. It was huge. Huge. Uh, it was originally uh, uh, slated to make about $67 million, and then they upped it to $95 million, right. ended up doing about, what, 103 Yeah, over $100 million domestically, domestically. Uh, 228 worldwide. Right. Which is huge. Um yeah, and it was a obviously hit making history for female director as well. Right. Um which I, I what was it? It was um it's the highest grossing uh, debut for a female director which it had beaten uh Twilight. Right. I just didn't want to get that wrong. So yeah, you got it. Um and we also have uh just for fun it says woman Wonder Woman beats Green Lantern's total box office gross in one weekend. I know, right? I just thought that was funny. And well, it just shows how how much DC's come on? Well, and also how much times have changed too. When exactly. when Green Lantern came out, we were not we weren't watching these movies. Not no. not like we are now. No, I mean it was about the time as Iron Man, but it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Uh, so we talked about last week how Lebanon had banned Wonder Woman because of Gal, Gal Gadot being Israeli, right? Um, Tunisia, um, which is a uh, a largely uh, Muslim country that does. That is still technically a war with Israel. Right. Um, it had actually only been planned to play in two theaters, but they suspended those. Oh, God. And now it looks like it's going to be banned. Wow. For the same reasons. Same reasons, yeah. Um, so there was some interesting, a uh, couple, okay, so I'm very confused. 
in the span of two days, these two articles came out. The first one says, Wonder Woman director on where the sequel will be, will be set. She says, well, it's going to be set in America. Okay. The next one, right? Um, and then it says the director is not signed on for the sequel yet. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Um, well, she might not be signed on to direct yet, but she still might be a story contributor. So, I'm sure, so? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just sure they just haven't signed the deal yet. Yeah, this says uh, nego- Oh, okay. So this says contrary to previous reports, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins has not yet signed on to direct the film sequel. Negotiations between her and Warner Brothers will begin soon. Um, Jenkins should have significant leverage considering how well it's done. Yes. Um, and star Gal Gadot, um, signed a multi-picture deal with Warner Brothers to play Wonder Woman, locking her pay for the role into place. Um, it also says Jenkins single picture deal is said to be a standard practice for Warner Brothers and et cetera, et cetera. So that makes sense, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, I was confused by that. All right. So. Women only screenings were de- defended by the Austin mayor. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah, we talked about how they did a, the women's only screenings, but the Austin mayor had a, somebody email him, right? And he responded very brilliantly by saying, "It looks like somebody's hacked your account because no right-thinking person would would say this sort of stuff." And like, basically, don't be a don't be a jerk, right? <laughs> don't be super lame. Uh, I love this. And if you're in the chat, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this one real quick since there's only a couple people over there. Yeah. So. Go ahead and go ahead. I love this idea of of life-size statues. I mean, we already got – last year we had the life-size statue of uh, Captain America that premiered at at Comic-Con. That was at Comic-Con. And it got moved to Brooklyn. Um, I would love the same thing. I mean, they had the life-size statue of Superman too. God, that is so cool. This one is very cool. It's very Gal Gadot though. Yeah, yeah. It's It's definitely her. Yeah. Right? Um, and I was trying to find the price of it. Um, you can contact the per- the person who does it. Particular piece is slated to enter the market around forty four hundred dollars for the six foot statue, and contact the statue manufacturer directly if you would like one. Yeah, I would. I wish they. I wish they would commission more actual sculptures like the one of Captain America. Right. Because you could do certain things like Captain America is Brooklyn, Spider Man is Queens. Yeah, I that's mean, cool. take take advantage of these. These pop culture icons yeah. that can give identity to a neighborhood. I agree, man. Suicide Squad. Yes. Sequel is uh, reportedly started filming um, next next year. Yeah. It's it's also – it's one of the few that have already been greenlit that haven't started yet. Well, award-winning. Academy. Academy award-winning. award-winning for the good love of God. Anyway. Actually, you know, it's not you – know, I've seen it three times now. Have I, you? I saw it twice in theaters and one at home. I like the movie. I, I no like problem. the movie. And yeah. actually the worst part about it for me was Cara Delevingne's performance as the Enchantress. Yeah, that was, that bugged me. That and the bar scene bugged me. As much as I love a good bar scene. The bar scene was much better in the trailer if they hadn't cut out some of the scenes. Cause like there's this one scene where. Well, no, no. I get the conversations, but pacing wise. Oh, pacing was very odd. They're about to go into battle and then all of a sudden let's stop off for a drink randomly and. S- stop doing what we're doing yeah. it was really weird they could have placed it somewhere different in the movie i think but i think the the scene itself as a standalone played well i just wish they had done the part in the trailer where um everyone's ordering their drinks and yeah. harley quinn's behind the bar and then diablo orders the water and she goes that's a good idea <laughs> uh no i like there was a lot about a lot about that movie i did enjoy so um, all right. So Justice League, let's get into this. So of course, reportedly there has been, uh, they've started significant reshoots. Right. Which we already which, talked about last again. week. And <laughs> the thing is, when you have blockbuster money behind it, 
you're going to do significant reshoots. Because you need to make it right, especially following Wonder Woman. Exactly. Um, Nielsen. And especially when you bring in a new director to finish it off, they're going to have right. reshoots. Uh, is this next one you? Yeah, and this is where I was talking about how two different pieces of news come together to give you news. Or two different pieces of non-news. Right. Okay? And actually, I'm going to talk about the first one, second, and the second one, first, and third. Okay? I don't know what that means, but go ahead. All right. When the trailer got released, we saw a battle scene between what looked like the Amazons and the Apocalypse. Okay. Okay? And the Apocalypse is the, the group headed up by Darkseid, right? And the Amazons were headed up by... Uh, Connor Nielsen's uh, uh, Queen of the Amazon, right? Okay. Well, in the scene, you see the Queen and... See, I don't want to spoil anything. Don't spoil anything. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. But by putting this together with the fact that Nielsen and Robin Wright have said they both signed on to do something in in Justice Justice League, League, it looks like that that battle is what's called the War of the Gods. Got it. And they reference it in Wonder Woman... It looks like it's just going to be a flashback major scene in Justice League. Awesome, so, dude. Big news. Big news. Sweet. Um, so Disney today. Oh, this is great. Go they ahead. We already knew the DuckTales was coming out. Yep. And we've talked about this. And we knew there were some names that were some names that were attached, but we got a full cast listing today. Yeah, this is great. So I'm just going to run through this really quick. No, do it. Uh, Donald is going to be played by Tony Ansalmo. Right. Who has done the voice of Donald for... Forever. Going on 30 years. Yeah. He's, since the 80s. Um, I The first thing I remember him doing the voice in was Who from Roger Rabbit. Oh, So you're looking okay. in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, Scrooge McDuck is going to be played by David Tennant. Oh, which is brilliant. I love it. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, respectively, are going to be played by Danny Putty. Yeah. Who was in Powerless. Right. Uh, ben Schwartz, who's from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, right, and right, right. Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live. Okay, good. Okay. Launchpad McQuack is going to be playing by Beck Bennett, who is also from Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, Webby Vanderquack is going to be played by Kate Micucci. Why does that name sound familiar? She is. She was on Scrubs for a long time. Yes. She's part of uh, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. She's okay. been in a whole bunch of stuff. Love Scrubs. Uh, Fenton Crackshell Cabrera. Okay. Is going who's also Gizmo Duck. Yep. Is going to be played by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, that's great. Gladstone Gander. Who is like the main? That's right. Yeah, hoity-toity person right. in response to Scrooge McDuck is played by Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Fantastic casting. Uh, Gyro Gearloose, who play, who is like um, Gyro uh, Duck's yeah. boss. He's yeah. the, the scientist. Is played by Jim Rash from. Uh, what is that from? Oh, not Parks and Rec, but um, Thirty Rock or something. Community, some Maybe one of community. those. Okay. Right. And then last but not least, Goldie of Guilt, who is um, uh, Scrooge McDuck's love interest. Right, right. Played by Allison Janney. Oh, cool. Now, what's great about this is there's a scene that they, there's a quote from Lynn Melville Miranda, who, if you didn't know, is a huge, huge West Wing fan. Nice. And there's actually like West Wing Easter eggs that are placed in Hamilton and all this stuff. Of course there are. Well, he came in to do some, some voiceover work. For, doing his character of, of Fenton uh, Crackshell uh, Cabrera. And when her voice came on, because she'd already recorded it, and it's who he was doing it with, he goes, that's CJ Craig. Because <laughs> he didn't know who was doing the voice uh, that's character. cool, dude. So it's great. It's uh, he's It looks really cool. I'm looking forward to this. So it's just me on Disney XD, or are yep. they doing? Oh, that's, that's cool, man. I'm down. Very cool. All right, Netflix. 
Uh, if this happens, I'm going to not be happy, by the way. Well, when was the last time you actually watched an episode? I watch it all the time. Really? I randomly put on episodes of Futurama. I play it for the kids. So I'm burying the league. Futurama is rumored to be leaving Netflix and fans are pissed because honestly, dude, Futurama is one of those things like I will, if I have nothing else to watch or I just want to like randomly pick a thing that I know I love, I love, I've seen every episode of Futurama multiple times and I love every one of them. Okay. I'll tell you, I've only seen two episodes of Futurama. Moving on to Fox you know, News. Actually, they nope. might have been the same episode. The one was seeing all the doctors in heads in jars. You have to stop talking now. And then the other one was where they're like on an amusement park on the moon. So you're going to keep going? It make me make me mad. Futurama's like me. I have a cat named Fry, bro. I understand that. But are those two different episodes or the same episode? I stopped listening to you because I felt like if I entertained what you're saying i hate you all right so anyway netflix uh this is just a rumor but if this does happen i'll be bummed because i don't own them all i have a lot of them on dvd but when have i ever put a dvd in my dvd player you know and so i i've always relied on netflix to watch a few trauma when and if i feel like i want to and i every at least every other week i'll put a few episode of few trauma wow it's my favorite show that's right Moving on, Fox News, uh, Gambit, uh, X-Men producer offers a quick update on the movie we've been talking about since we started this show. Yeah, for a couple of years now. Channing Tatum's Gambit, blah, blah, blah. He says, um, uh, he was asked if it's still in the works. He says it is, it is. Parker said, I don't have any news on it, but there's still a desire and a passion, passionate interest to see that movie made. That's it. All right. It's, do you really think this is going to happen? This movie? I don't know. At this point, I really don't. We have literally been talking this movie since we started this show. It's true. <laughs> Over two years. Over two years. <laughs> well, so, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Sony News. Sony Pictures is looking to create an all-female superhero team. And the link's in the show notes for this. And this is obviously coming on the heels of, uh, you know, Wonder Woman and all this other stuff going right, on. And, and Sony's already has the whole thing with Black Cat and... And they have the Venom thing. Right. The Venom... Oh, wait. They're the Venomverse, yeah. yeah. Venomverse. So they got the Venomverse going. They've got the Black Cat and um, no Black Sable. No wait, Black Cat. What's Sable? What's the other one? I can't remember what the other mm, one's name is. Oh, I'll just open the thing. Uh, but anyway, bottom line is I don't know enough about this. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. Um, Silver Sable. That's it. Right. Um, but you know they could always bring in Spider Gwen or Blo- or Catwoman or right or um. Spider Woman, any of those. Right. So they're looking, they're looking at, um, and I think, I think having, and that's why I put this in here. I mean, it's really not a lot of news, but I like the idea of, of these all female things starting, um, and getting some traction doing well in the wake of Wonder Woman and one, and going back to showing the Force Awakens over the last couple of days to my students. Uh, I think a lot more of my students were into this particular Star Wars movie for that reason. Because they had a female lead, yeah. you know, and, um, you don't, when I, when you talk about Star Wars, you talk about Marvel, you talk about DC, most of those heroes end in man. You know what I mean? And you don't see that very much. You know what I mean? Correct. And so it's, I, I, I think that's important. So I hope that, I hope that happens, honestly. <sighs> Rant over. Marvel news. 
So Stanley was talking about his cameo in in Guardians, right? And uh, I thought this was kind of cool. And he says, and he's going on and on. He says, eventually, I want to co-star in a Marvel movie. What the hell would that look like? And how the hell old would he be? <laughs> I love the idea. I'll, I'll watch the man on screen do whatever. Already, but <laughs> he's no, he's ninety, almost ninety-five. Is he almost ninety-five? Yeah. Right? Wow. Uh, if he's not already, and so, Alice ran him over last year. Yeah, sure did. So, bottom line is, um, he said this thing, but I just don't know what he would do. And neither do I. I mean, because you can't like have him not be Stanley. I guess, or you can. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's interesting. I I don't have much comment on that. Yeah, I really don't know how they can make it work. Um, a little bit of Spider-Man Homecoming stuff. Uh, the cast and crew were talking about Michael Keaton's Vulture. Uh, there was one quick quote I was going to pull out of this. I found a really interesting approach to what you want to call a villain, Keaton began. He does corrupt things in order to fight uh, what he sees as corruption, and I think he has a pretty strong argument. So he doesn't even classify himself as a villain, which I think is what most villains do, but I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and next we have Tom Holland, um, who obviously, thankfully, thankfully is taking the um, – Chris Evans, um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt approach to this and, and Tom Holland, who is playing Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, visits children hospitals in Los Angeles, which I love. There's some good pictures and stuff in there too, which is great. Good people doing good things. Uh, I'm just so glad they're just not sitting Scrooge McDuck style just on their pile of money. You know what I mean? I want them to be out doing stuff. Yeah, I don't want them swimming in coins. That'll hurt. Well, that's just. Invitation to the ER. That's all. Did you, did you ever see the Family Guy episode where <laughs> yeah. Peter jumps into a pile of money like that? <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> like eh, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. All right. So Jessica Jones, season two. Kristen Ritter uh, says Jessica Jones, season two is meant to be binged. And, and obviously all these things can be binged. But the way she builds it is basically um, even more so than the first season, which I think is why maybe I lost the wife is because some of them ended. And she's saying, like, they all ramp up to the point to where you're going to want to keep going, which I think is important. It is. Um, and if, if you design it that way, then fine. Um, but when you're talking about, like, serial stuff that goes weekly, you definitely have to have a series of cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And if you're binging something, you kind of do that, but you, it's different. It's but you different- don't have to. Right. But it's something Brandon Sanderson says um, on his uh, – on the podcast uh, – um, writing excuses him and the other writers that are on there um he basically says look he writes you know over a thousand word a thousand page novels he builds in spots where it's okay to put the book down for a little bit because you can't keep having those cliffhangers every chapter to where it's like oh my god i have to see what happens but i have 800 pages left you know what i mean so i think that's I, i i kind of have that feeling when she's talking about it like you're going to want to keep going, but at some point, maybe you'll want to stop. I don't know. It's kind of a weird. You, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah, um, it's it's more like she's saying it's more like a series of chapters instead of series of books. Indeed. All right, man. All right. So um, Luke Cage started filming uh, just a couple days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago, June 6th. D-Day. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, D-Day. <laughs> uh, and The Punisher, the premiere date has finally been revealed. Well. We talked about how last week how he accidentally revealed it's coming in November, so now we actually have a date. Yeah, the actual date is, which I didn't write down, but I'm going to find it in the article right now, is going to be, 
The suspense is killing us all. Not oh, just, oh for God's sake! It just says it's not airing till November. <laughs> God damn it! Why are they doing this to us, bro? Because comicbook.com. Ugh, I hate everything about them. Cutting that whole thing. Okay, let's move on. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so if you've seen in slight spoilers here, if you watch through the whole thing, obviously there's some Adam Warlock teasing in there, which I don't know anything about. Well, Adam Warlock is one of the. What's the the big group that's chasing him the entire movie? The Ravagers? No. The gold people. Oh, uh Sovereign. Um, he's one of them. Okay, got it. So this says, um uh he said, wouldn't he appear in Infinity War? And he said he's not. He's not in Infinity War, but he will be part of future Marvel cosmic universe and pretty important part of that, Gunn said. Adam Warlock's a very popular uh, character in the comics. Yeah. Uh so that's cool. He'll definitely show up in the next one, I'm sure then. Which I like, and then Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, they've uh, they've signed on a new car- a new actress named uh, Hannah John Kamen. Um, she is uh, she was in Game of Thrones. She's been in a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's really cool they're bringing her on board. Cool. Um, it's also been confirmed that um, Michael Pena, Ti Harris. And David Desmalchian are all going to be coming back. Awesome. Uh, which is fantastic. And I didn't actually know this, but Paul Rudd is co-writing the script. Really? Yes. Cool. I like Paul Rudd. He's talented. He is. And he's funny. I like his face. Is that weird? You're weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's been in, uh, so Han- Hannah John Kamen has been in Black Mirror. Nice. Game of Thrones, The Killjoys. She played a first officer in The Force Awakens. Nice. Um, and she's also been cast in Ready Player One. Well, speaking of Ready Player One, um, I've heard nothing about it. It's been in production for a while. It's been in production. No trailer. Nothing. Nope. They're keeping it under wraps. Wow. All right. So let's get to conventions and get the heck out of here. All right. So San Diego Comic-Con news. Uh, and this will all go super, super quick. I just like highlighting some of the stuff as we get closer. Yes. Um, the shuttle map has been uh released so if you have a downtown or a mission valley hotel or wherever that is uh we have a link in the show notes for that but the shuttle map is out and are we gonna be on the purple one again probably but outside of third outside of wednesday um which is limited thursday through saturday is 24 hours so yeah i believe it goes wednesday until midnight and then no until 10 is it Sadly, 10? Yeah. And then it starts up again at like six on, 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 Thursday. yeah, five or six on Thursday. And then it's 24 hours until Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is sweet. I mean, you don't have to worry about transportation. It's honestly. so much cheaper just having that. I mean, the other are times where you have to, especially if you're out in Mission Valley, it's kind of a pain because when you get dropped off, you get dropped off by Petco. <laughs> but then at the end of the night, you've got to go back over to the convention center. Right. Which can be a pain in the butt when you're, when you've put in 20,000 steps in the day and you're a little tired. Right. But, you know, it's it's better than having yeah. to pay for something. Uber or Lyft or exactly. train or something. Um, there's an official Dragon Ball Z, uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball fan bash happening. Tickets went on sale, I think, today as we're recording this. If you're interested in that, we have a link in the show notes. Um, it's probably exactly how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's going to be a new hotel. There's a new hotel under construction. And let me open this up real quick. Uh, and that is going to be next to historical Lane Field site on Harbor. Um, and the, somebody took a picture of the construction of it. Um, so yeah, that's a new, a new hotel to put in the mix. More hotel rooms. 
So that'll be up for 2019. Entertainment Weekly is auctioning off two tickets for um, SDCC 2017 Party for Charity. This is insanity. And nobody listening to this probably will be able to afford this. Um, but it's one of those things that I'm glad they do. They're auctioning off these tickets. And really, so, okay. <laughs> Last year, you have to be 18 and older. Right. Auctions open till 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 6th, which is already passed. But at the time of publication, the bidding was up to $3,200. Holy crap. Yeah. So I just, the and, and granted, it's already passed. By the time you listen to this, it's well passed. But the reason I'm bringing this up is these are the kind of things that people are able to do that go to charity. And there's more than just let's all go talk about Star Wars and stuff. Like, exactly. Like, there's a lot more going on here. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of things that are outside of our wheelhouse, this one makes me laugh. Charity Buzz auctioning VIP access to Outlander San Diego Comic-Con panel signing. Okay. So Outlander is the show that takes place in Scotland. And it's very popular. Okay. Yes. Uh, so it says it's unclear how the VIP panel access really is, though. And it says, <laughs> it is, is it just a seat in the room for the panel with you and a few thousand other attendees? If so, the experience, which at the time of this press is going for $4,700 and $50. Wow. $4,750. It may be a little overpriced. Well, <laughs> especially since it doesn't appear. <laughs> well, it says a signing, too. Especially since it doesn't appear to even include a four day badge. Oh God. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about, but that's, that makes me laugh. I put that one in there for fun. Um, and there's a bunch of exclusives in here too. We have Kid Robot, which I really think is cool. Uh, some, some Simpson stuff. Uh, and of course, Bob Berger stuff. Powder Toast Man from Ren and Stippy. <laughs> 50 bucks. Oh, that's old school. Uh, some South Park stuff. Uh, more Bob's Burgers. So this, this stuff is coming out in, in droves right now um this i really thought was cool too uh this <laughs> i would get some like this for my kids this is a uh wonder woman invisible jet wooden figurine set can you imagine stepping on an invisible jet in the middle of the night no because i'm not a giant the toy jackass <laughs> <laughs> but what if i was a giant anyway moving on uh so <laughs> you'd never have to fear being a giant Wow, oh, that's rude. Anyway, all right. So, last couple things here. Uh, Entertainment Earth, uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusives as well. This one is kind of neat because it has. They always do good work too. Yeah, this one I really, really liked. It has a World of Nintendo, uh, Super Mario and Princess Peach 8 bit mini figures two pack. Only 15 cool. bucks, but this is sick looking, right? And it's got the, you know, little peach and yeah, stuff. Yeah, last week we talked about the, uh, the, Star Labs exclusive badges. That same company just released today that they're going to be doing a 12 inch, um, tw- a 12 inch version of the Harlequin bat from Sp- right. Suicide Squad. Right. I put this in for last. The infographic. <laughs> this cracked me see. up when they showed me. And because we're talking about cons, uh, the badge cost for a four day with preview night since, uh, what's the, what year? Uh, 2007, I think. Yeah. Since 2007, it's so over the last 10 years, okay? Started at 50 bucks. <laughs> That'd be nice. Right now, it's just under $275. And we know from yeah, experience, it's 265 Yeah. Uh, it, it was the same price for only two years. It was $75 once. 
And it was $175 another time. And it has gone up at least $25 every single year. You since. know, it cracks me up. I, was, it's, I, run a, I went to Denny's last week. Yeah. And outside there was a USA Today newspaper rack, right? right? And I remember when USA Today was 50 cents. And it was a huge deal because it was 50 cents forever. Yeah. And then it was a huge deal and they marked it up to 75. And then I remember the Friday issue being a dollar, right? I won't buy it. It's two bucks a, 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 yeah. a Wow. Nobody buys newspapers, bro. No, that's why they need to charge so much. <laughs> anyway. I think that's it for the day. You think so? That's it. Feel Let's like, wrap it up. I feel like you're shooing me through it. I'm just kidding, dude. Thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Emails at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I am at Dr. Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Like us, share us, love us. Give us some positive ratings. Give us some stars. Share us with your friends. Or stare at me like Will's doing right now. And uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, give us a buck or two an episode. Thank you to everybody who, is, who does that. Zen, um, Redna, Jesse, um, Steve. 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 <sighs> Steve. <laughs> uh, John, all you guys are amazing people. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And we try to give as many things as possible to you guys. We have care packages coming soon. We have blooper reels. We have our trailer time. And we're going to be getting lots of swag. And we will be bringing stuff with us. Thank, and we almost forgot to mention our Pucked Cantina event. How did you forget that? I don't know. I didn't put in the show notes. Um, I stick to the show notes pretty So we pretty have the strictly. second annual Pucked. Yeah. So we have our event in San Diego Comic-Con. We'll be bringing swag with us this year. And we'll be giving out some stuff to those who are attending. Please let me know if you are. I'm going to put an event up uh, here pretty quick because it's officially Saturday at around 5 o'clock. Cool. And, at uh, Mission Brewing and also, Company. also, don't forget that we're designing a shirt for it. And you have mm-hmm. until July 1st. So you have about three more weeks um, to, uh, to get your design in. You can either get it to Marshall at um at Darth Pops or to me at I am Will Griggs yep. and uh we've had a couple entries and we want to see some more. Yeah, hopefully we can get a shirt going and um and have a fun with that. And audibletrial.com slash user podcast, another way to support our show. Thank you for doing that, those of you who do, even though some of you never do. Um uh, but get a free audiobook on us and listen to something cool. It's really funny you mentioned this hmm. because I know for a fact that I've done it before through our audibletrial.com yeah. slash usual podcast. But the other day I was I had some free time at work because just the way it is this week. And so I started to read my uh The Lost Order book by Steve Barry. Had right. an ebook, right? But the file was corrupted, so it missed like a couple chapters. Like, all right, I'll just go into Audible and download it. And it said, Would you like to do a, a free trial? Oh my god. And so I went through audibletrial.com slash useful podcast. <laughs> so we're getting fifteen bones. Nice. Because I got my free book. Even though I didn't see it. That's fine. Um <laughs> I just did it yesterday. That's just not so they did. All right, man. Uh, So I want everybody to go out there and make sure they have a fun. Have a fun, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Thanks, everybody who's still in the chat room. 